One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken with White and Jordan, the daily podcast which brings you the very best of our talk sports show. Today, myself and Simon look back at last night's Premier League action as Brentford secured the bragging rights over rivals Fulham. We discuss Conor Benn following his interview with Piers Morgan on Talk TV. Plus, Frank Warren gives us the latest on the negotiations for a world heavyweight unification fight between Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk. I'll tell you what's dragging on as well. While Brentford uh, are doing so well on the pitch, they win last night 3-2 uh, over Fulham, and they are doing brilliantly. Takes them up to nine, three points off sixth place Newcastle, four points off fifth place Liverpool with a game in hand. In fact, Brentford remain as only one of three teams in the top five European leagues to be undefeated in 2023. While that's all going on, Simon, yep. and while Ivan Tony is still playing a big part on the pitch... The situation regarding uh, the the 262 uh, breaches of betting rules uh, for which he has been charged by the FA rumbles on. Um, Now, last week it came out in the media that he's admitted some of the charges, but he was unhappy at how information like that had been leaked. So, I mean, if you're Fulham, if you're in and around Brentford, you're thinking, well, hang on, should he be playing at the moment? Well, there's a process, and you have to follow the process. And if the FA, in their infinite wisdom, which means none, are, are taking an inordinate amount of time to deal with this, because let's, let's not forget, this has been going on since the middle, sort the first quarter of last year. Right. And, fa- and found its way to the surface yeah. just before the World Cup. A lot of supposition was made that potentially he didn't make the World Cup squad because of this. Um, and here we are now in the first quarter of the next year and they still seem to be in a situation where they haven't made their mind up about exactly what the consequences of his behaviour are. I think it's a slightly weak argument from Fulham fans to want to suggest that the reasons why they lost the game is because Ivan Tony wasn't banned. Well, the bigger I suspect it's well, a contributing factor. The, the, the question really would be, should the, should... Brentford be reaping the benefits of of Tony's uh, performances at the moment, with a potential uh, with a potential impending ban for betting still hanging over him. Well, look, I mean, unless the FA have suddenly decided to have a particular favouritism towards Ivan Tony, I'm assuming that there's a process that they have to follow, and that process is being followed, and the timelines and the investigative stuff to be able to build the case. Albeit, I don't like the idea that leaks find their way into the public domain, but come on now. 
There is, they, they do in every other aspect of life, yeah, so I don't think Ivan can be particularly overly concerned about it. All the the time. courts of public opinion are not going to adjudicate him here. The FA and their buffoonery is going to is going to adjudicate him. But the bottom line is, is that is that there is a process, and of course, because he's in the middle of this process, yeah, and because ultimately he's pleaded guilty to some of them, people would suggest that the consequent has. Now, if if you've, if you've got an overall rapper, they're not going to go. I tell you what, we'll we'll judge you for these, right? And these ones that you dispute, we'll get a second hearing. They're going to judge it on mass. So the fact that he is contesting some of them has put a situation. Now, some might say he's gaming the system. Some might say Brentford are playing the system, delaying it. Well, we have football clubs that do that on far bigger issues, don't we? We have football clubs that game the system and delay everything and kick it back into the long grass for five years and, and, and get lawyers to tie things up. So it's not surprising that an individual and a smaller football club would either do that or not do it. But it's, imp- it's incumbent upon the FA. And I do think, as, as much as Fulham fans may feel that they're slightly hard done by on this instance, there, there, there is, a, pro- there is a, a process, it needs to be followed, and if the FA come out and charge this guy and give us... Well, they charge him, if they find him guilty of all the offences that he's pled, pled... Well, he can't find him guilty, he's already pled to him, isn't he? If they go through the process of disciplining him, there must be a rhyme and reason to it, and we assume that there's not, and there's an assumption that this should have been done earlier, and unless there's a good reason for it to have been done earlier, I suspect the FA are just following their process. Yeah, but the process has taken a while. Here we are, we're well, there must be March. reason. Yeah, I mean, all credit to Tony. As a footballer, he's doing what he's paid to do. He's on the pitch and he's making a big impact well, the, on the, the field. Well, let's be honest about it. They've got bugger all else to do the FA. They've decided they're no longer... They're quite happy to have the independent regulator come again. You've got this village idiot of an FA chairman, or chief executive, Mark Bullingham, putting his hands up saying, independent regulator, good stuff. Aren't you the regulator of the game? What are you guys going to be doing? Oh, you're off on international duty. So you would have thought there would have been a streamlined process, but there is never is in these things. But that, that's unfair in Bullingham. You're just anti-regulation. No, it's 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 not unfair in Bullingham. It's absolute de- degradation of duty. You are the de facto regulator, and for you to be so self-unaware that you're quite happy to welcome an ind- independent regulator, that's your job. Because you're gutless and garless and can't do it and don't have the structure to do it or the will to want to regulate yourselves in such a way that you're capable of doing the job, you're going to lord and applaud something into the industry that shouldn't be here and is nowhere else in the world of football. But that to one side. The FA probably need to streamline their processes. They probably need to get to the point where there are situations that are done far quicker. But like everything with these things, the moment you wheel in lawyers, oh, we see it in every time. single sport, yeah. they'll take time to but get to that process. it shouldn't take time. Be- and I'll tell you for why, Simon. You know what's going to happen. Come, the end of the- come near the end of the season. Say Brentford, and well played Brentford if they do it get European football and Tony's played a major part in them getting that these are the rules other boardrooms around the country are going to go see what Brentford have done yeah, but they, with that they, Ivan Tony but these are the rules and the rules are there's a due process and if the clubs and the because let's get it right the Premier League are the dog uh, or the tail that wags the dog. The FA are supposed to be the governing body in this country. They are not. The Premier League run English football to determine what distributions are going to be and then determine how those monies are going to be spent. So it's not a surprise that the Premier League aren't uh, you know, aren't particularly pushing this further forward and making the FA being more effective in what they're doing. But also, we don't know the full extent of how convoluted and complicated this process is. I mean, 262 be... breaches. Yeah, and not all of them accepted... So you can't just have an individual case for 20 that have been accepted, 30 over there that might have a debate over, yeah. 200 over there that he contests. We don't actually know But the, the longer it goes on, no wonder some of it's getting leaked to the media. Well, The longer it gets, not, not, the, the longer it's not, protracted. Not, not really, because if the, if the authority that's investigating them is investigating them in a proper fashion, 
then there shouldn't be any need for any leaks. There's, there's Ivan Tony. Who would leak it? Ivan Tony's agent? Ivan Tony's pe- No. The people that are inside the building that understand the process and understand what they're investigating, those people shouldn't be able to leak. So, so with that in mind, whilst I agree with you, <clears throat> it does seem like an inordinate amount of time, and that was my starting position. They started this investigation a year ago. But if you know the FA like I know the FA then you won't be surprised that it takes this amount of time. But then again, alongside that, if you want to give them some modicum of a pass, you also know that the moment you will lawyers into any equation, as we saw with Conor Ben last night, you get yourself into a bit of a stage. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Conor Ben, of course, we're speaking to Talk TV's Piers Morgan. What did we learn after all of this? Of course, uh, we all know what happened regards Conor Ben. Anybody who doesn't, where have you been? He was about to fight Chris Eubank Jr. And then it came to light that Conor Ben had failed a drugs test. And the fight was put in uh, serious jeopardy. Was it going to take place? No, it didn't. And since then, Chris Eubank Jr. has gone into the ring again. He lost to Liam Smith and a whole bunch of circumstances have changed. In the meantime, Conor Ben has been spending most, if not all, of his time trying to prove his innocence. So, Conor Ben in conversation with Piers Morgan. And at the start of this, you're going to hear from Conor Ben's dad, Nigel Ben. If I ever thought my son was guilty or anything, mate, I'd say, son, I love you. But you know what? You've got to deal with this on your own, mate. I'll hang him out to dry. But I was actually in this training camp with him, Piers. I was training with him. The same way I feel that they're dealing with Connor and not these other fighters is uh, uh, the same way they dealt with me. Listen, Nigel, I understand your passion. I understand Connor's passion. But I also think if you've gone to yeah. all this trouble to draw up this massive dossier of evidence... And the British yeah. Boxing Board is asking for it. I don't understand how it can be anything but bad for your case if you don't hand it over. Yeah. I mean, at very least, call their bluff. Say, right, here you are. Get them to respond to it. I don't know why, if I was in your position, that's what I would do. I still don't think that proves my innocence at all. I've just been cleared by the organisation which the test in which I failed. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to counter that agenda by making public this dossier. Because I don't know what it is they got in for me. I don't know. I don't know what vendetta it is. Yeah, but it's like saying you're accused of killing someone. Okay, but I've been been proven innocent by the authorities that run that test. I wouldn't say you've been proven innocent. They just couldn't. Well, they've just given me the clear. They've said you're. They said there was no conclusive evidence. Just to be clear, exactly what they said. Right? It's not an absolutely unequivocal. You're definitely innocent, but it's certainly not unhelpful. Nigel. Yeah, I, I I do agree with you. Um, I don't know what the legal side of it, but yeah, I, me personally, and I love my son, you know, and I know for a fact that he, he's an innocent man. I don't know what they're not getting there, Simon. Mm. Piers Morgan's absolutely right. He is, he, yeah. He's querying why the family hadn't released this 270-page dossier put together by Conor Ben's team, which they say proves Conor's innocent. Mate. Make the damn thing public. Yep. Why, why, why wouldn't you if you're protesting his innocence? Yeah. Well, there's the question, isn't it? I mean, I think on the whole, Piers Morgan did the interview in a fashion that most people would have wanted to see. Yes, it could have been grittier. Yes, it could have been stronger. And yes, he could have been dropped, doubled down with Connor on really trying to get underneath the reasons why he will not go to the British Boxing Board of Control. His answer was because they can do one. That was his answer. Yeah. Right. And that's not logical. If you want to... 
first of all, for Connor, he wasn't exonerated by the WBC. They don't have a position to exonerate anybody. They're not they're not the governing body of a sport. They're a sanctioning body. So what they say is almost irrelevant. What they did was they they became a witness for the defence. They provided him with an alternate version um, because the 270-page report that his lawyers and um, the individual experts they brought in as produced was about VADA testing. And they they didn't go with that. Now, it might be they didn't go with that because it's WBC testing and there may be that they felt there were some issues with their own testing. We've yet to hear that or see that. But what they did was they gave him an alternate explanation, which he doesn't want to have. So there's such an irony. He doesn't want this alternate explanation. But it's very clear to anybody that sat and listened to that interview. The tragedy of it is, is that, that Connor, first of all, is being guided by his lawyers. And I wonder what their end game is. Their end game is not to get it is not to get him cleared through the processes that are available to most sportsmen, which is going through the governing body. Their end game seems to have some sort of compensatory um, end game attached to it, which is about finances, which is about suing people for things that you've lost. And of course, Connor alludes to the lack of it, uh, the, the, the revenue that he'd have lost from the Chris uh, Eubank uh, fight and reputational damage. Right. Well, in order to have reputational damage, you have to exhaust all the possibilities. And clearly, the possibilities that you have with this is you stand in front of the British Boxing Board of Control, you go through their process. If you feel that their process is prejudiced in any shape or form, and you get an outcome that you don't like, you go to the Court of Arbitration of Sports. That's what you do. You don't go to a sanctioning body round the side to give yourself some some form of credence. Tragically for me, listening to that interview, I saw a very conflicted young man. I don't think he was particularly helped by his father coming on. I don't understand, and this is a very sort of controversial subject, I don't understand someone that's in this kind of mental condition. And if I, if my son was in this mental condition, I'm not sure I'd be in Australia. I think I'd be with him, making sure that he was looked after. Yeah. So all of it didn't add up to me. And I listened well, to it, and, and Piers pushed on it. He pushed on as much as he possibly could, but there's so much devil in the detail. Well, this is the thing. I alluded to this at the, the top of the show. Since the interview was broadcast, this Twitter spat has developed between yeah. Eubank Jr. and uh, Conor Ben. Now, I'm going to put this to you, Simon. Eubank Jr. says this. I was 99% sure that uh, Conor was, was a cheat. But after watching that interview with Piers Morgan, now I'm 100% sure. Imagine failing two drugs tests and then trying to play the victim. The ball's on this kid, or should I say the egg's on him. Yeah, well... Um, and we he, see what he's doing with that. Do you think Eubank Jr. is spot on with what he's saying there? I think there's probably a lot in that conversation between the two of them when Conor Ben comes at, comes back and says, you tried to get another million quid out of me. I bet, he, I bet the, there was a conversation going on because we know there was a conversation going on suggesting that you can fight with this particular substance because the medical advice that Kali Sauerland came in and said he'd given to his fighter suggested that he could. And I bet you Eubank's gone back into the equation and gone, I tell you what, given the circumstances that I now see myself in, I'll have an extra million quid in this fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that conversation has had. So I don't think any of them, so, any of them, none of them, yeah. no, nobody in this conversation... Nobody has covered themselves in glory. Not the fighters, yeah. certainly not the promoters, and not the British Boxing Board of Control. The British Boxing Board of Control have been pushed around. And when you sit there and you see a, a failed test, and of course you've got two failed tests, and then you've got UCAD tests being passed. But of course what people forget to drop in the conversation is timing is everything. When you have substances in your body, you can time tests to be able to overcome the fact that they were once there and they're no longer get there. Then you can start again. The bottom line is, and Peer tried to drill down on it, I didn't think he went hard enough, but you can only go so far, um, which was there is no logic in this world 
that you can put in front of me, Connor, to tell us, besides the fact you don't like Robert Smith and what happened to your father 30 years ago is an irrelevance... What's the agenda? What is the agenda that you are talking about that the governing body of this sport has against you? What's the agenda? What mm. precisely, yeah. not what you think they can go and do one. Yeah. If you want to defend yourself and you want to get yourself in a situation you are where you are exonerated, which you are not by the WBC, you have to go through the proper process. And no. he doesn't want to. He doesn't I, want to. I, I don't want to be cruel to Connor here because I like him, you he's like been bad, him. We, he's been we, badly advised. We know, I was just about to he's say been that. badly advised. But the thing is this, Simon, if ever mud sticks, mud sticks here, right? He's, he's been badly advised. He's been, I mean, to do the Piers Morgan show, look, I understand why Talk TV want it, right? Piers Morgan's got no viewers. Big shows like that will give him some credibility and give him some reach, right? I get that, right? And I understand why it landed there. It should have landed here. He should have landed in this space because we know what we're talking about. What happened to have? We I don't think Connor would fancy. Well, he maybe going he wouldn't. With you. But then you'd get more substance from it. But then you look at it and say, "What is the thinking?" Because he couldn't. If you're gonna if you're gonna send this boy onto a show to talk about things, the one subject's gonna come up. Why would you go and British boxing border control? He had to have be briefed. He had to have a shtick to answer that. He had no shtick. All his shtick was they can do one. That was his answer. I, why should I have to? Why should I have to deal with them? Why should I have to answer to them? Because they're the licensing body of this country. And if you want to get rid of this, and if you really want to get rid of it, as unfair as it may be in your eyes, then go that mile. Go through their process. I've had to do it. I'll get drugged. I was a multi-millionaire football club chairman. I got dragged in front of the FA for something I wrote in the newspapers. And by Christ, I resented it. And I thought, who are you people? Who are you people to drag me in front of it? I fund a football club and give people like you a job. Who are you to drag me in front of you? So you but, fought it head on. So I fought it You're head on. right at the throat. And right. if I was okay. Conor Ben, because this is not now about exonerating him. This is about a compensation culture. And the moment you wheel lawyers into a situation, they're trying to find mm. a way yeah. around getting Conor position, to a position where economically he does not get impacted. But instead of the situation becoming clearer, the waters have become muddier. It's clear. It's clear. It's not become muddier. Conor Ben does not want to put himself in the hands of the governing board. And the, and the reasons for that are is that he doesn't believe in his mind's eye he's going to get a fair outcome. There's no logical progression. It's really simple. Manchester City did it with UEFA. They went to their what they considered to be their kangaroo court. They went through their process and they went to the court of arbitration of sport. If Conor Ben wants to do it properly... He would take it to the boxing, British Boxing Board of Control. He would leak the 270-page report that he's produced, which is all about VAR equipment. And the reason why they don't want to is because it doesn't suit them, Jim. It doesn't suit them to do it. Otherwise, they'd be doing it. They'd be singing like a canary. And so with that in mind, he doesn't want to be in front of the British... Because he knows what the outcome is. He knows that the British Boxing Board of Control have inserted a very, very strict guideline, strict liability. Whatever you've got in your body... You have to be able to explain, and that's the point he can't overcome. Do you think Conor Ben fights again in this country? Not until he explains himself to the British Boxing Board of Control. Now, if they have a sea change and decide that all of a sudden they're going to be terrified and their knees are going to knock about this potential case, when I'm assuming if they're a proper organisation, they've got professional liability insurance. Yeah. Right? They have got to fight their calls. I don't believe, I genuinely don't believe, and I really sat there watching Conor Ben thinking, you're somebody that's trying to please your father. Yeah. You look like somebody, yeah. a young man that's lost in this world. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about your phone, but my phone's gone crazy with messages. You're probably the same. Um, Connor, Ben, if you're going to prove your innocence, then prove it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. 
and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Frank Warren joins us live, top promoter, of course. Frank, good morning to you. Please morning. tell us you're more the wiser as to the venue for this. Uh, morning, Jim. Morning. morning, um, morning Frank. We're, we're still none the wiser. We're still waiting for it to be done. And uh, it's all coming to a head, but it's not done yet. That's where we're at. I mean, Frank, Frank, obviously, it's screaming out for us to ask you what is holding it up. So why, why is there the hold-up in this? The, the two of them want to scrap. They want the fight to be on. Um, everybody in the world of boxing wants to see it. So where where is the hold-up coming from? Well, I'm not going to go into that, Jim, on the air till, you know, till we get this resolved one way or another. If we don't get it resolved, then obviously it becomes quite apparent. And if we do, then it's not an issue. But I'm not going to be discussing that when I've not even got to the stage with the uh, with the two fighters as to you know trying to get it finalised, and that's all I'm trying to do, and that's all I'm focused on. I mean, I'm not going to be negotiating through the radio or anyone for that matter. No, I understand that, but we are generally bemused. I mean, so am I. Has, so am I. Join the club. Is the purse split agreed? It, I'm not going to go through it, uh, Jim. Well, that's a no, then, isn't it? Well, that's what you're saying, but I'm not going to go through it. And the situation is quite simple. You need the agreement of all the bo- of both the boxers to make it happen. At the moment, we haven't got that, so that's where we're at. But, I mean, the, 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 the thing that's going around, Frank, and I know you don't want to speak to it, but I'm going to ask you anyway, is that if this were to happen in Wembley, which obviously diminishes the financial returns of the fight from the Middle East, and if the Middle East is off the table now, the Wembley is the major option. But the argument then becomes, from what I understand is that Tyson becomes the A side of the equation and so the purse distribution should be in his favour. I'm not asking you for percentages, right, because yeah. that's you breaching the nature of a commercial agreement that you've yet to agree. But would that yeah. be in the territory of being half right that Tyson would suggest in this conversation I should be getting a bigger share of the distribution? Well, I think that I think that is that is a fair observation and he, and he is he is at the end, end of the day he's the guy that's has sold two vet two football stadiums out in his last two fights. 
Um, but isn't that but fact? Isn't that fact now? Because isn't that because? But isn't that just because of geography? Isn't that just because we have a country that lends itself to filling stadiums? Whether it's Carl Froch or whether it's the Manchester Arena for a domestic fight between um, Liam Smith and Chris Eubank, or whether it's a super heavyweight fight with with Dillian White, which wasn't much of a fight, it lends itself to that sort of equation. And and you've got one opportunity to have an undisputed fight. Surely Tyson, who told everybody this time last year, he wasn't, or slightly past this time last year, he wasn't going to fight again. If he wants undisputed, and one of the stumbling blocks is the distribution, why wouldn't you just make it a fifty-fifty fight? Get over it. Well. You know, there's more to it than that. But the situation is we're, that's what we're working on. I hear what you're saying. However, you know, you're saying, you know, fighters sell out, you know, Manchester, which is, a, you know, for I think for Conor Ben or Eubanks, it's the first time to Monash they've sold anywhere out. Well, Carl Brook sold out as well, didn't it? Sorry? Yeah, Carl yeah, Brooks sold out as well. But it's a fight that took, how, long did, how many years did that take to make? I know, Frank, but we, we everybody make. gets everybody gets the opportunity to put their best foot forward, and we listen to a lot from Tyson Fury about what he yeah. will do and what he won't do. And I didn't think that there was everyone's got to get paid. It's a professional sport. I'm not naive or stupid, but yeah. we've now listened to it for a period of time, and it's getting to the point where it's getting a little bit wearing. Either Tyson Fury wants to wants to unify this division, or he doesn't, or it's just simply all about money. It's not about the credibility of what he's actually going to do, and we're not going to see undisputed. Well, I'm hoping we will. But at the end of the day, I'm, we're, we're working hard to make it happen. I mean, with the greatest respect, I mean, I didn't ring you to do ring, ring Talk Sport or ring you guys to do an interview today about it. I mean, you've rang me. So right, courtesy, I'm telling you where we are. But I'm not going to be um, uh, you know, conducting the negotiations and tell you where I'm with. At the moment, they're confidential between the two parties. But it's a fact of life. It's got to, I, I would say... I'll keep saying within a couple of days we'll have an answer. It's not going to go past the end of this week, that's for sure, because we're, we're the proposed date is the 29th of April, and we have to clar- You know, we have to tell. Uh, sorry, we have to uh, contract with the venue and so forth to make it happen. So there will be. A but do you think it helps the fight, Frank? Let me ask you a, a different way then, because I know that you don't want to conduct. I know we phoned you, but it cuts both ways. You'll come on the air when you want to promote something, so we'll come on the air when we want some content. It's the way it works. You know that. But if you're looking at the situation, Ustik comes into the into into the into the ring as a equal uh, bringer of belts. Do you think it helps the equation if you put this extra layer of? Of negotiation into it, that there's not going to be an equitable distribution. Do you think that helps make the fight? I, I, I think at the ex, at the end of the day, we're dealing with professional people, and Usyk himself. I don't obviously we don't deal direct with the fighter, but his two representatives are very smart guys, yep. and they're doing their best, and we're doing our best to try and make this happen, and that's all we can do. At the end of the day, I can't force Usyk to fight. I can't force Tyson to fight. That's their choice. They're the guys getting in the ring, and at the end of the day, we're either going to make this happen or not. We want it to happen. Everybody wants to see it. No one more than me wants to see it, but we are where we are. So what breaks it down then, Frank? Is it venue now, or is it simply economics? Is it the, the amount of well, money? The ven- on- well, the only, the, the only place we can put this on now is Wembley. Is the UK. Right. And so the UK, and, that, and to put it on at the UK, is the reason to put it on. You couldn't put it on for obvious reasons yep. in the Ukraine for... Of its reasons, yeah. We can't do it in Saudi, in the Middle East. And and Saudi, there's nothing going to happen there until uh, the end of the year, if indeed it does then. Um, And that's it. So it go on here. And the reason it go on here, because obviously, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the the, the British public turn out for it. And they certainly turn out for Tyson in big numbers, as they've done for quite a while now. And uh, 
that, that's, that's but you were very situation. bullish Frank weren't you you were very bullish in a sort of qualified yeah, way uh, yeah, April 29th yeah. right so what's yeah. really changed I think we all felt that there was a possibility that the Middle Eastern guys would drop out for a variety of different reasons the Qataris yeah. were never really at the table although they came in had a little look see and see what it would cost right so yeah. we all knew this was going to drop away so we all knew it was going to land in Wembley we all you know because you're an expert in this area know what the quantum of money is going to be generated at Wembley what really besides besides monetary distribution is stopping this fight from happening? <laughs> getting getting the final agreement between all the parties. So, but, so, so who's who's been? I mean, Frank. <laughs> uh, look, Jim, 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 and Simon. Let me just. Say, I mean, what you're doing, you're asking me the same question in a variety of ways. Well, what, what we do, do know, Frank, is that you said for the, the first question. time this morning, if it's not agreed by the end of this week, the fight's off, right? Well, there you are. You've got so you've got a bit of news. Yeah, but Frank, the, the, the reason that we are talking about this, we don't want to waste uh, any time, not even one minute on this show of the three hours that we've got. And at the moment, we're going round and round in circles. The, the most important people in all of this are the, the, the boxing public who listen to this show. And they're looking at it thinking, these promoters aren't up to much, aren't they? They can't even get an agreement about money. And this is a we fight we all listen, want to watch. Jim, Jim, These bungling fools behind the scenes that are as greedy as we thought they were. Who's greedy? Well, that's what it comes down to. No, well, explain to me. Who's greedy? Who are you saying is greedy? Well, obviously, the boxing public, Frank, are, are, are looking at it thinking, well, they will not, Frank's lot won't budge because they want X. Uh, Yusik's lot won't budge because they want Y. And the two of them, obviously, until one of them, one of them concedes a bit of ground, this damn thing's not going to happen. And by the sounds of it, you, as much as Yusik camp, don't want to concede an inch. Me? I don't want well, to. Well, I, I can only, I have a pot. And out of that pot, I can only pay what's in it. And that's the end of it. And if it's not enough money, then it won't happen. And that's the end of it. But the fight is rolling in money, at Frank. End, at the end of the day, we're running a business, Jim. And like you, when you, when, when, you, when you get your agent in to sort your contract out with TalkSport, you'll ask for your money and you'll negotiate and eventually hopefully do a deal to increase your money. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants more money. But it's how you generate more money. And of course, and we all understand that, Frank, and everyone understands yeah. that the bigger the quantum, they're professional fighters. The challenge yeah. is, is that everybody piles in on Hearn when the Fury-Joshua fight doesn't get made. Everyone yeah. piles on everybody else. Everyone thinks, a lot of people think that you get an easy ride when you come on here because we all like <laughs> you, right? And I can't have that too often because I don't understand, again, and I know you say we're going around it the same way and trying to get the same answer, right? The bottom line is, is it's about money. You know that the Wembley fight is worth 60, 70 million quid. There's a distribution issue. If this is a genuine fight and people want to have it, it tells me they don't want to have this fight. It tells me that you might as well scrap it and move on with getting an interim fight and maybe come back round to the Middle East if they're both lucky enough to have their belts in six months' time and neither one of them gets knocked out by someone else. You reconvene at the end of the year when the Middle Eastern guys are back on the table. Why don't we peel, get off the pot? Well, that may happen. That may happen. So who would he I fight if he, doesn't, if he doesn't fight? I, 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 I didn't expect to be where we are right now. We are working hard to make it happen. There are unknowns. The unknowns are we know what? what the gate is and we feel we'll sell it, sell it out. The unknowns is what it would generate on pay-per-view in America and the UK. They are the unknowns because you, no one knows what they are until after the show. And there are both and there are situations where fighters and people want Guarantees, and sometimes it just doesn't. Well, the fight's work only worth what it's worth, Frank, isn't it? 
I agree. And that's agree. it. So the two yeah. fighters have got to get their head yeah. around the reality of it's worth what it's worth. If you get a million and a half pay-per-views around the world, and if you get 94,000 people in the stadium spending 15 million quid, and you get stuff up and a bunch of people to punch up another 10 million quid, <clears throat> that's the scale of the fight, isn't it? So then it comes down well, we, to... No, we don't, we don't do stuff. Or whatever, Frank. You, or an alternative that, then. You know what I mean, right? An alternative <laughs> opportunity to generate some commercial revenue. It has a scale. So it says to me... That the appetite that we've all been, we've all had, all had our you know whistles wetted around the idea that we're going to see an undisputed, and the reasons yeah. why we drag you back on is because you're the gatekeeper to some extent, and to get you yeah. to a position where we can get some sort of idea. Because I watch boxing, you know I'm very interested in it, you know I'm probably going to get involved in it, and I get frustrated that we do a lot of talking in this sport and not a lot of outcomes. Well, no, I mean it happens. Though. Look, sometimes things don't, don't happen. It's like it's no different when you was involved. With Crystal Palace, you'd be buying, looking to buy a player, and it could go on for ages the negotiations, and it doesn't happen. Or somebody else comes in. It happened at Arsenal when we were going to buy the guy who went to Chelsea. Things happen. But you I wouldn't have a player well, saying to no, me, "I sorry, want to sign me for me." And then me, most of the time, Frank, I wouldn't have a player saying he wanted to sign for me. We got Tyson Fury telling us endlessly he's undisputed and the best in the division. You've got a f- opportunity yeah. to make it. So now we're going to yeah. horse trade over ten million quid in a sixty million pound fight. That's what it feels like. And I just don't think it's a, a great look. And you might not like that analogy. And you might no. think it's unfair. And you might not like being pulled on the radio when we've called you. But I just think that we're sitting there going, April 29th, for an undisputed fight. We've had Tyson Fury play hide and seek with himself last year and bring himself back into the situation, fighting Derek Chisora, which wasn't a fight that anyone particularly wanted to see. And I'm sure you'll say we sold out. But I, again, mm, I still don't think it was a particularly they wanted to see it. And we want to see I, Fury fight someone legit. So I if he's did. not going to fight, if he doesn't fight, if he doesn't fight... Um, who's sick? Who's he fighting, Frank? Who's on the option? Wilder well, again? I'm not even looking. I'm not even there with that. What we're trying to do is to make it happen. We're not looking there. And as you know, and and again, you hit the nail on the head, which which is part of the negotiations and things that are said. You know, nobody wanted to see Chisora. That was a fallback position for us. We didn't particularly want it, but sixty thousand people bought the tickets to see Tyson Fury. Didn't buy to see Chisora to see Tyson Fury. Of course, of so course. That is, that, so that's his box yeah. office appeal. You see, my, you like Frank, this is what we're getting now. There's Leon, big boxing fan. Listening to Frank this morning with you guys doesn't sound like Fury Usyk will go ahead. There's Michael. I'm listening to Frank Warren this morning. It's clear Fury Usyk fight isn't going to happen. This is now so boring. These are boxing fans, Frank. So if it's going to be called off before at the end of the week because you can't get an agreement, What's it going to take to get the agreement before the end of this week? You're going to have to concede some ground, presumably, and so will Usyk's camp. Is that right? For, for to get it agreed, the the participants will have to agree. The end of the day, it's not about the camps having to agree. It's the two fighters have to agree. They're getting in the ring. This is not two kids starting out in boxing. These are the two guys, top of their game. It's for them to agree. If they agree, then we got it. If we can't agree then we'll have to move on and try and do it another time. So it's the two fighters to agree. It's not the promoters to agree. Of course it's for the fighters. I can't (laughs) tell the fighters what you should say. So so who's pushing harder than who? Tyson or or, or Usyk? Jim, Jim, I'm not going to go through all that. You're asking me to talk about things that I'm not even going to go with. And I can't emphasise it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start having a negotiation telling you what, 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 what you what's happening behind the scenes before I even can deal with the fighters? Just not going to happen. Is a, is the scale of the fight big enough economically for both fighters? Uh, it's look at the end of the day. You said something quite quite relevant to it, and and and, and the fact is, there's a pot 
And at the end of the day, the pot is what it is. There's but no is that Saudi big enough money. for there's both no, fighters? There's no if... Saudi money coming. There's no, there's yeah. no money say, coming from Saudi Arabia, for that matter, anywhere else to stage this fight. So whatever it generates is what it generates, and that's what it's worth. You know, but, but, you, but you know what it's worth, Frank, right? And in the broadest terms, right, you can forecast because you've got an educated eye and you've been around this game long enough, and you know what the numbers are going to be, right? <laughs> so is the scale of this fight big enough for either one of these fighters? Put aside the distribution for, uh, argument for one moment, because I'm sure that's an argument that, that we don't need to have right now. But the point is, is is the scale... Once upon a time, it's a £150 million fight, potentially, because of the facility fee yeah. in Saudi. That's gone, right? So now it yeah. comes to what was the poor relation economically, which is Wembley, which makes it a £60, £70 million fight at its very top end. Is that big enough for these two boys? Well, I would hope it was. Hope it would be. So then it comes down to the next part of the question, which you won't like, is this distribution argument, isn't it? Tyson wants more out of the equation. So I would say to you that Tyson's the problem in this, wouldn't you? You can't because no. you're his promoter. No, I will not be saying that. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. So if they, if they agree 50-50 with this fight happened, Frank. Sorry, with the greatest respect, what do you actually expect me to sell you? What do you expect me to say? It is what it is. I can't, I, I am not... I'm trying to polish up. a turd of a conversation and make it shine a little bit. Well, you, you, you better get a load of Mr Sheen out then. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean to say to you? It, I, can't, I, I will know where we are with this. And by, I hope by the end, I believe by the end of the week, and I'm, I'm hoping we get it done because no one wants to see this fight more than me, I promise you. Because you know why? No one's ever promoted the four belts. It's never happened. Be the first time, so it'll be a bit of a history making thing. It'll be great. I believe Tyson wins the fight. I believe it, that's his legacy and so forth. I want it, but I can't force people into a situation unless they're comfortable. And if they're not comfortable, they're not going to be mentally right for the fight. And I wouldn't do that. Why either. don't you just have an arm wrestling contest with Igis uh, Klimas of, of their camp? And we'll see who, who comes out yeah, on so, top of that. So, so I'll win. So, so that, that's, that's, so I'll, I'll do, do that. I'll beat him in the arm wrestling and then we'll have to argue about something else. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.